Why do we do it? Why do we watch horror films and read horror novels and play horror video games? Stick around. Pain. Not the pain. The pain of being dead. I can feel myself rot. It's reading right, man. Look, you're not reading it right. Um. Oh my god, everybody, it's so close to Halloween. How are all no. you Video Dread listeners doing? <gasps> we I'm a ghost. I'm haunted in the pod- podcast it's, ghost. I'm trapped in the, the microphone. It's the best time of year. Here we are, coming up on Halloween, and we're going to go ahead and attack everybody's favorite villain, Freddy Krueger. I picked... Wes Craven's new nightmare. It's true. I was there. I saw it. And um, <laughs> I picked it because I had been reading Robert England's uh, autobiography, or as I called it earlier, Dustin. Hey, <laughs> I was like, so why did you pick this movie again? He's like, because I just finished reading uh, Robert England's uh, documentary. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know words. <laughs> his vision, <laughs> his literal documentary. His documentary. I picked it because I remember as a child, I went and saw this in the theater. This came out, what, 94, 95? 94. 94. Went to the theater to see it. Highly disappointed as a child. And after reading the book, I was very interested in going back and understanding the, I guess, psychological aspects of this film. Because this is not so much of a gore fest as much as it is uh, Wes Craven's start into his, like, uh, Scream franchise. Right before that, where he's, like, kind of playing with the audience's psychological, uh, you know. Yeah, like, where he wanted to kind of take a stand and before his full-on, you know, stab in the ground of why the world needs horror and this was his attempt at that and i mean originally this was supposed to be the script for dream warriors that didn't work out so then they just went with dream warriors and he just hung on to this i have uh some problems with this film's plot points which we will get into so excited about yeah it's uh it's gonna be a shit i just you i i just found out about that you had problems with this like eight minutes ago (laughs) and like you, I was like, you picked this, and you said, I know, and I'm like, oh, this is just because you want to tear it apart. But it's no, I think it's going to be a a, a loving roast. If you well, will. I think uh, with the podcast, we should all kind of like dive back into things that we had questions about as children. I think that's a really cool aspect of this. No, you know? that's that's very good because you get that, uh, especially when you're younger, when you see this, especially first impressions, like in the theater, seeing this, like. I mean, you, you, you think you come off of this, you come off of Freddy's Dead, and yep. then you go and then you see this. And Freddy's Dead was already like a mental minefield of, what the fuck am I watching? Yeah. What? 3D glasses on now? Or, or wait, right now? Wait, right now. Uh, but then you just get sent into this. So the first impressions of that is it's the, it's the best thing ever, especially like who you were in 1994. Because yeah, like, this, this film is taking itself pretty seriously. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, because you come off of Freddy's Dead or The Final Nightmare. Which one? Sorry. Freddy. Well, it's, it's called Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare. Okay. That was like the whole title. <laughs> they started getting like the Let's make the titles long. The entire fucking sheet of the poster, which it actually was. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love Dustin. When I said that, Dustin looked at me like, 
are you sure you should be on this podcast? <laughs> no, no. We need to pause and go no, outside. Was, I was like, I think that's the same movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so you come off of those in which we talked about this before. Freddy becomes a meme of himself by the end of his original series, right? Yeah, they just keep going yeah. and going, trying to like, you know keep the franchise going but also give his origin story something else or introduce characters that are related to him like just Alice the- Cooper as his dad or whatever yeah uh, oh man that take your medicine boy beating him with a belt I always forget yeah. he's in that yeah <laughs> but yeah you're right they do they keep going no back more through. Mr. Nice Dad <laughs> they try to make this movie serious and uh, kind of like I said the psychological aspect of Wes Craven's horror as he progresses through his career because I feel like at the beginning he started out with with, um, one of his big films uh, Last House on the Left right yeah and Hills oh yeah that was and that was that was like exploitation a very extreme film for a lot of people and then oh yeah so he's already been through this whole gamut and Nightmare the first one was extreme for its time period as well and then you see at this point, I think this is when he turns that leaf in his career where he's, you know, Scream is kind of considered a comedy, but it's also one of those things where it plays with people's minds because by the end of it, you realize of who the killer is and you're like, okay, this is weird. Why would it ever be that? You're surprised. I don't know. It's so, his, if you look at his filmography, it is so weird because I don't particularly think like last house on the left or hills have eyes are fantastic but they definitely were shocking you know definitely like you said you know part of the exploitation area of or era rather and so yeah he got the shock value in and so i think that got him a name and then i'm sure he had a couple other films in between but then when he gets to nightmare on m street it's like holy crap you know yeah. an original idea or it, i'm sure you know nothing's original right I, i'm sure someone could uh, tell me what came before freddy that was scary well, you th- but or, or, or oh, yeah, the yeah. same thing but uh i i could never understand how he goes really from doing these movies even as bad as they ultimately get go from that to doing like uh, Scream, how he did that movie Cursed, which I might want to do for the podcast because it's yeah. fucking hilarious. Oh my god, the Christina Ricci werewolf it's, movie. Yeah. It's uh, so bad. Oh boy, that movie. But I think my sh- shoulder hurts thinking about like, that. I know, <laughs> I know uh, Daniel, you're not a Scream fan and I'm not necessarily a huge Scream fan or anything, right. but I those movies not. are fun. They're like comfort horror comedies to me. But yeah. but I definitely and, don't like. I would never rate them up against <laughs> any movies. I'd like. I can definitely do without them. But they're, this they're, is also a man who did Vampire in Brooklyn. He was the director of Vampire. He did that. Brooklyn. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And you're thinking like before he did all this, he did a people. Well, he did like Serpent in the Rainbow. Oh yeah. He did Shocker. Yeah, people Jeez, under, people the under the Stairs is a masterpiece in my opinion. I love people That's not stairs. that it's good of a movie. Crazy. It is. It is creepy and weird and awesome. It is just. I like it a lot. And I could say Shocker. Like, I'm sorry. I don't really like Shocker. I like the soundtrack. I know. That's a way rockable more. soundtrack. <laughs> like, the, sh- the soundtrack is tits. But as far as, like, the actual movie, it's like, this kind of sucks. Well, 
Well, it's so he only did Nightmare on the El- uh, Nightmare on the Elm Street. I'm a Nightmare on the Elm he Street. He did. Ooh. He did uh, Nightmare on Elm Street as a director. He directed an episode of Nightmare Cafe, which is and I remember that show. That shit was cool. Which is with uh, Robert England, but not starring. And then he did. Did he direct? Yeah, I thought he directed um, New Nightmare. Did he not? I think he just wrote it. Did he just write it? He okay. was, no way. He, he was, was a supporting no, he was director. A supporting actor. No, he was the director. Yeah, he was the director. I thought so too. It was written. It was written by and directed. I'm looking at it right now. Okay. I just want to make sure because I'm like, I swear to God, I'm looking at it right fucking now, and it is. I, I it think is. he had producing credits on maybe uh, Nightmare Two, and then. He wrote and produced a couple more, and then he kind of laid his hands off, didn't he, for a little bit? Am I- well, it's like the John, it's like the John Carpenter Halloween syndrome, you know. Okay, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, this film to me is interesting. <laughs> it is the worst performing. It had an eight million dollar budget, and it made twenty million. Whoa. Um. And twenty million seems like a really good, I mean, return on investment. Night, yeah. You're doubling over. This kind of movie, I think, was kind of a, I don't know, for its time period. I think now, like this type of movie, there's too many movies that are self-referential out there that this like this now. I can't really name any, but this type of way of thinking is would seem that would it would be more run of the mill now. I think for the time period that it was. This would be the first time they ever saw anything like this, which I it, I thought well, it was this like is, a movie where people are playing the, the, the same people. I mean, yeah, it's very meta. John Saxon is yeah, John Saxon's John Saxon. You know, like Heather Landcamp is Heather Landcamp. Yep, um, Robert England you know, is every, Robert England. Robert England is Robert England. Wes Craven. Bo- you know, Bob Shay, a lot of the producers and stuff, and uh, yeah, other production people. It's funny. It's also funny. Stan yeah, Winston's also, uh, like, Stan Winston's son is in it. He's one of the uh, special effects guys that dies. Yeah, yep. Dan Winston. Da- yeah. Dan Winston. And, uh, I think it's funny. Lynn Shay is in this, which is Bob Shay's sister, and she just plays a nurse. And, and <laughs> she was in the first film as a Very teacher. True. She was. She's a teacher. Yep. Right. Yep. And um, and not to keep referencing the autobiography documentary that I read, but. Uh, auto auto mentory. Uh, Robert England talks about how much of a fan of her work he was, and I will say you are correct, Robert England. Have you ever seen Kingpin? That is a wonderful film. Do you remember that, Andy? I, I'm visually Dustin, seeing give that me, scene in my head. Give me the quote. I'm seeing the scene in my head now. Give me the quote about that Lynn Shay says in Kingpin. I can see her uh, face doing it right now. What is it about great sex that makes me have to crap? <laughs> you, hold I mean, on, isn't it's, that what we're all? And it's followed with Woody Harrelson vomiting, and then she says, "You really jarred something loose, Tiger." <laughs> Lynn Shay is amazing. That that is, <laughs> what can you say about the woman? Oh yeah, something about Mary. She was an overtanned. Um, oh, she's neighbor in the Insidious of film series. Yeah, she's the, Insidious. Yeah, she keeps coming back. Yep. Uh, yeah, she just kind of randomly shows up in like a lot of random horror movies even more so now it is which i think is great like fucking do the thing like that's cool yeah fuck yeah like she's even, nice she's great i like that film series and the insidious stuff so fuck me i like the first one uh, apparently the first two's, one rules 
apparently Tuesday night was in this as well. Oh no, she was. We'll get to that. Like, okay, we'll yeah. get to that. There's a, there's a couple of people in that scene. Yeah, she, yeah. and uh, just a little context there. She is the person that plays replaced Patricia Arquette's character in the series in the next film after Dream Warriors. Uh, Dream Warriors. Dream Master. Dream Master. And she also sang the uh, theme song because she was a singer, and I say that very loosely. Yeah. And also, but I I go see her. Hold yeah. on, loosely. Also, yeah, she had like tapes out when we were younger. I remember uh, at Peaches. Um, also, oh Peaches. Jesus Jesus Car- Garcia, aka Nick Corey, who played Rod in the first uh, Nightmare movie, is in this mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so he's not Nick Corey anymore. He is Jesus Garcia. He's not going through a drug addiction or withdrawal drug with. In this, yeah. <laughs> in <this movie. laughs> yep. So we'll we'll cut in. We'll go ahead and talk about the film and kind of loosely go through the plot of it, and then we can chat more about uh, our feelings about it. We cut in um, on the special effects, or it's actually like a scene that looks like uh, Freddy is building his own glove in hell. Well, it's mirror. It's mirroring the first scene in the original Nightmare on Elm Street. Like how you see the hand. He's making the, the glove. Bench. Yeah. 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 But in this time, it's a mechanical looking hand. Yeah, it it's, looks like a Terminator endoskeleton. It does. Very mm-hmm. much. So. With uh, big claws on it. <laughs> I, I got to say and note something. There's a certain part when he's almost fully assembled it. And it. I don't know what he does, but he's like screws something in and it starts spasming out like freaking out. And he comes over and pets it like, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. He starts like petting the fan like, it's fine. It's like a pissed off like metal cat with claws, <laughs> which is kind of like any cat, actually. Yeah. That shit was awesome. Do you come to find out like it cuts away and they're in a new production of a new Freddy film? Uh, in the movie, this is very meta, so bear with us when we talk about Nancy or Heather or Robert or Freddie. Um, but yeah, we'll go back and forth from saying like Nancy, Freddie, Heather, but yeah. like you know what we're saying. Heather is in the scene uh, outside um, of the shot, and she's on production set. Yeah, they're, they they cut away because. The actor who's playing Freddy is about to chop off his hand to put on this mechanical hand. And uh, I think the uh, prosthetic misfire shooting blood everywhere where it's not supposed to. Well, Wes is, Wes is kind of conducting the scene, and he's like... More, more blood! More yeah, blood! More blood! More blood. blood. <laughs> All right, guys, back back it up. Uh, camera, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it, it, the worst... Don't be shy. The worst acting ever. First part of the worst acting ever is right he's there. He's a grower, not a shower. <laughs> uh... Heather looks freaked out by this hand. The hand starts moving by itself. And you see, um, this is where you see Matt Winston, uh, Stan Winston's son. He's one of the special effects guys. I think he still runs uh, his effects company to this day, or is still a big part of it. I think. Nice. Don't quote me on that. He, I think I saw him post something on uh, his thing the other day. He very much, He very much so looks like his father to me. Oh, very much with the hair and everything. You can't miss that. He's like a Jim Henson's son, Brian Henson. That's what it reminds Yeah, me. exactly. You know, there, there's something about when they talk about uh, the special effects guys, Chase, which is Nancy's <clears throat> Heather's Heather's. Husband, he's talking about that, the hand that they've made. And he talks, he says that it's made of Doberman and bull tendons. 
yeah, a live Doberman. Like it's it's warm, like a real head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I thought that was crazy. Like nerve bundant because you sound like maybe some of this shit isn't actually physically medically all accurate, but man, it sounds cool. Basically, the hand jumps and the, it it stabs the special effects guys. It, in the neck, in the throat, like all the fingers go into the dude's throat. Yep. And then like the fire on the set goes off. It's like blowing up and looking really crazy. And, and then uh, Craven turns around and he's like, oh my God. Yeah. Cut the fire. Cut the, <laughs> cut the effects. What's going yeah. on? I'm Wes Craven. The hand jumps down and cuts Matt uh, Winston's Achilles. You remember that? And then it runs up oh. and stabs him in the chest like thing. I, like I also did a thing where it slides down and it makes the shh. Oh, yeah. It was the original, the original, uh, the screen. <laughs> yeah. I like when it runs off of that. It just, it, it doesn't really show it doing damage to his leg. It just shows it like going like. It just grabs it. Grabbing his yeah. leg. He goes down and then it just goes and cores his fucking chest out. Yeah. It's, it's a full on Adam's family thing happening. But exoskeleton Terminator style, like, and um, yeah, it stabs Matt in the chest, and then the whole time, uh, Heather's son. You realize she has a son, and he's on the set. And Heather and Chase have their son, and his name is Dylan. And Dylan just during all this chaos. This is one of the first things that really bothers me about this film. During all this chaos, Dylan just starts walking away to this bed where his dinosaur is. It's like, doo, doo, doo. while he stares, like, nobody else is doing shit. Yeah. There's like prop guys walking past like, ah, this is another Tuesday. Well, also dude. people what are screaming fuck? bloody murder. Exactly. Yeah. And bleeding. And Miko is just, Miko is the actor's name. Um, Dylan's just like, he looks over his shoulder as he's watching or as he's walking and he's watching all this chaos happen. As he walks towards a bed, hops on it, grabs his dinosaur. And then some shitty, panel somebody walks by with a panel while all this is going on too like all this chaos union workers yeah. they're not getting paid for this shit <laughs> they're like man i'm off in five minutes i gotta go home and they're i got a case of old milwaukee waiting on me they're blocking miko and then he's gone dylan is gone and then you find out it was all a dream right what a twist it was all a dream and they're having an earthquake and heather chase and dylan are still real but they are in their house, safe and sound, except for a giant earthquake. Which, there are so many fucking earthquakes in this film. Is Freddy causing these earthquakes? Is that what's happening? I think that was, impl- I think that was implied, because they keep... We'll, we'll, we'll get back into the, the whole thing when she's like, he's trying to come up, and then we'll, we'll get back into that. But yeah. Oh, she, yeah. Well, she wakes up, doesn't she, in like... Her husband is like, "What? What's going on? Is everybody okay?" And she like looks at him, and he has a scratch on him. She's like, "Where did you get that?" Yep, yeah, because he has it in the film or on the Daddy, you're bleeding on the film set. He was fucking with the glove, and he got cut on his fingers. And he wakes up with the same cuts from the dream on his fingers, like kind of how all those movies happen. Yeah, when it happens to you in your dream, it happens for real. Yep. Anyway, the next main point that happens is that Heather Langdenkamp is being harassed by somebody. She keeps getting phone calls from somebody. Yeah, based on a stalker. Actually, at the time, uh, she actually was going through a real-life stalker situation, which is what this whole thing was uh, kind of loosely based on. Oh, I, had, I did not she know had, about that. 
Yeah, she had a, a bit of a stalker man. This stalker is, man, Wes Craven. Stalker man, a new movie. <laughs> stalker man. Wes Craven's your next new nightmare. <laughs> Wes Craven's new stalker man. Stalk warriors. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> Serpent and the stalker. <laughs> okay, that's gonna be. This is gonna turn it with. Me. Yeah, yeah. Stalkers, the stalkers under the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait. The hills are stalkers. <laughs> the, hills the hills have stalkers. The last stalker on the left. The last. Damn it! I was ready to do that. You fucker, dude. <laughs> Stalked. Like cursed. The stalk. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, oh, oh, stalked and then anyway we r- stalk three. We ran out. That's it. So they, they, but you also realize during the earthquake that there's cracks in the wall like Freddy, uh, like a Freddy slash, right? Yeah, it's, dude, it's like four big, yeah, like four big uh, claw I mean, prints on the wall. It stays cool. as like a backdrop in the film the whole time. Yeah, that's so weird because Freddy had four claws. <laughs> yeah. This happens a lot with uh, Dylan. Dylan is a creepy kid. He's always been a creepy kid. He was Gage in Pet, Pet Cemetery. He's Gage Creed in Pet Cemetery. He, he was kind of like the creepy kid in Kindergarten Cop. Or the, <laughs> no, Kindergarten Cop. <laughs> Boys have a penis. Have girls a have a vagina. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, he's always kind of been that quintessential, like, weird little kid, like the cute little kid or, you know, psycho kid, whatever. Yep. And um, a lot of times in the film, and it happens right now where we are, is um, you see Nightmare on Elm Street number one comes on the TV, and it's showing uh, what's her name in the bag. The Tina, the, Tina, it's the Tina, Tina in the uh, bag thing. scene. Yeah, and he's like watching it on TV, and he starts screaming when she like turns it off. And you, Which I get that. And you realize I this kid that. is crazy. This movie's fucking cool. <laughs> Don't turn it off, Mom. <laughs> I gotta know what happens next. What what happens? Did she ever get a pass? <laughs> Could, what was Tina's boyfriend's name? Was it Rick or Johnny? No, it was Rod. 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 In in Nightmare One. Yeah. Oh yeah. I love that part where it's like I got a hard on with your name on. It's like there's four letters in Tina Rod. Are you sure that's enough to fit on your joint? the thing that made me think that is like gay just like i want to find out <laughs> oh god <laughs> so one, wonk, wonk, wonk. one of my um most hated but beloved parts i made dustin i was like dustin dustin it's happening is when this prank caller calls her in her <laughs> oh, in yeah. her house and it sounds it's Robert England. It has to be the voice actor. Breathy Robert Breathy. England. But the way he says this is the most least intimidating thing I've ever heard. He says, One, two, Freddy's coming for you. Yeah, coming for you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It sounds, <laughs> it's like it's, Beavis calls me drunk. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm coming for you. Oh, it sounds, yeah. it sounds like a fucking wrestler announcement or <laughs> mixed with Beavis. You're exactly right. Yeah. You kind of get introduced to her babysitter after this. Which, I'll say this about this film. I always feel like I don't trust anybody who is around Heather Langdon Camp in this film. I always feel like there's going to be like some Freddy morphing. You remember how the films were where they would he would turn, they would be like, hey, Heather or Nancy, your kid's doing yeah, exactly. great. And then the fucking claw would come out. And turns out to be, yeah, yeah. it turns out to be Freddy the whole time or like the, the, or, or she's nurse in part three that got Joey tied to the bed. Right, right. Well, even the doctor in this one does it. Yep, the doctor does do it eventually. Yeah, yeah. cut this evil. Out. Yep. Yeah, 
Um, so everybody in the film, I, I remember being like, okay. Suspect. Everybody's suspect. All the characters that she meets in the film are kind of acting weird. They act weird as fuck, and we'll kind of get into that. Especially Robert England. Yeah. And there's a, there's a, there's a question I want to bring up at the end about Robert England's... I'll, I'll, we'll yeah, get into yeah. that. Uh, Heather goes, her whole thing after the earthquake that day is she's going to go to an interview about her career. She goes, there's a creepy cab driver or limo driver. Anybody want to say anything about that asshole? He's just fucking around. Every time you see him, like, before she gets into the limo, he's, like, bullshitting around the whole time. He's just an asshole. Yeah, and... He's like, oh, hello. And he's he's fully aware of of who she is, too, so... Um, He's like, oh, I love, I love your stuff. You were in the movie with the guys with the, with the fingers. Yeah. <laughs> hey, okay, so okay, so he says that. He's like, yeah, you were in the movie with the guy, and he makes the, the hand movement, and then he's talking, and then he's like, oh, they never should have killed Freddy. You don't know his name enough at the beginning to, to, with the guy with the <laughs> – f- but then you say you know that his name is Freddy, and you also know that he is dead. Yep. So you're just like, oh, yeah, I, I thought I was Are they going to bring the back noise. Freddy? Yeah. I guess yeah. Are they going to bring back Mr. <laughs> Fucking asshole, that guy is. She gets to the interview. Uh, apparently, the guy who's interviewing her is like a real uh, television yeah, he's reporter, a real Hollywood interviewer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know him. I don't care. He's a fucking asshole. It seems like yeah. He he's like baiting her about her son. As a parent, it pissed me off. And then he's like, <laughs> yeah, he's like, what is his name? Yeah. and she's going through all this shit. You don't want to see your kid's name out on right. the air, especially if you're a famous person. He says, would you trust your son staying with Robert and asking about, like, would you let your sons watch these movies? And she's like, no. Well, she says about Robert, I don't know. Uh, he's a total sweetheart. He's he's totally not like what he portrays on the screen. And then he, he the, pops the out. Best day ever. Freddie pops out, fully fucking masked. That's not even just like a mask. That's like. No, it's legit. Yeah. It's full. It's full can be effects. <laughs> fucking makeup freddy makeup that oh was, yeah he comes out and he's like he does the you know hello kitties and he does the you're all my children you're now all my children. i don't know how many fucking taglines he does but it is insane i remember uh watching dustin watch the movie and he was like oh lord that's what he said in oh, it's like, well, yeah it's funny seeing all the kids in the audience like wearing the old like the old old like uh Freddy Krueger uh, costumes. Yep. I remember those when I was a kid. Yeah, it was like 1986 or 87. They were like at fucking Kmart and shit. Those costumes were shit. Like the hat was just like this gray styrofoam. The mask was like loose and it was just like, it looked like a melted ant face. <laughs> and then I think they gave you like a smock of the sweater yeah. and like a little Bobo glove. I mean, it was cool. The packaging. I have the Bobo glove like, right cool. here. Yeah, I've got one in my closet. Yeah. Like, it's super cool. Like, I wish I still had it in a box, but when I was a kid, I looked at it, and I was like, this is lame. Yeah. <laughs> because you're, you think you're going to get the fucking rad fedora, but you just got this all per- It looked like a rain hat, and you were like, I'm Freddy Krueger. Is that what Freddy <laughs> has as a fedora, technically? Yeah. It looks yeah. a little bit bigger than a fedora. It, I guess, yeah. Oh, it's, a- it's a Fredora. Fredora. Fre- let's let's look up what this hat write, is later write, on. Write that down. Write that down. Heather gets a call. From, it started already. Yeah, it's already <laughs> happened. Uh, Heather gets a call from New Line Cinema. Bob Shay's. Uh, Not any longer. Lady, but it was. Was that lady? Was she actually a part of the company? Who the actress? That was uh, the the woman that calls him. That his, his her, uh, the assistant that calls her 
that actually was the assistant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the lady that she, I think her name was Susan. Yeah, I think she ends Maybe up being a producer be eventually. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but that actually was the thing because if you go through the IMDb, it's like as themselves, as themselves. But like these are all like people like that worked there at the time for New Line when New Line was still owned by Bob Shea. So she goes and takes it. She takes this interview that Bob is asking her to come talk about a project that she would be interested in. Yeah, so she goes there. She meets Bob Shea, full-on Bob Shea, like, hey, he's in this cool office, all kinds of pretty shit. And also, so this, that... um, Is that where he mentions, like, Wes is working on a new screenplay? Yep. Yeah. He says, but Wes that, hasn't called me in a long time, he says, he because he years. hasn't had a nightmare in a long time. Didn't yep. he say yeah. it's been 10 years? Uh, 10 years, yeah. Which and, can't be true, because 94 to whatever... The, the last Freddy movie wasn't in the 80s. Yeah, like maybe he just... Did he maybe do they just... all of the Freddy movies? No, but he... I think he had producing credits and creative yeah, credits. Yeah, maybe that makes sense to be 10 years about I've written a screenplay. It's been that long since he's talked about a screenplay. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, or maybe just any kind of thing. Also, that Andy Warhol-esque Freddy painting he has in his office. Yeah. Like, I want the shit out yeah, of that, that thing. thing. Yeah, the four squares. Yeah. Yeah, that shit was cool. Anyway, that is really cool. Yeah. So Bob basically asks uh, Heather to come and be in the new Nightmare movie because the they're planning it, which is something that we have to mention. In it is Bob is also acting weird. He's asking her to be in this movie, but she notices some kind of like trepidation in him and. His phone starts ringing, and she's like, why won't you answer it? Because she's assuming he's getting the same calls that oh, she yeah. is. And he's like, what do you mean? We have people around here to but do that But he's looking around us. nervously like, "Yep, I, I know exactly. Someone get the damn phone. Yep. And she starts realizing that all the things in her dreams are starting to come true in reality at this point. You cut to her husband, who's gone on a trip to do a soap commercial doing he's doing a laundry commercial yeah. for a for a fantastic laundry uh service somewhere. doesn't she beg him to stay yes she does and he's like if you really need me to stay i will and she's like nah just go and then he takes off and then somewhere around this point the glove that they're working on you come to find out that they've been working on bob shay say says that chase her husband has been working with him creating new effects for Freddy for the new film. Heather is surprised by the fact that all these people know there's going to be a new nightmare film, right? Yeah, so she she's like, what? Why didn't she's like, well, we wanted to keep it a secret yep. until you came on board, but da 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 And he's, Chase is working on the new glove, and pretty soon after all this conversation, the glove disappears from that van they're working in, right? The... Yeah, it's got like muscle tissue. It looks like a big rawhead Rex Freddy arm situation. Yeah, it's not a glove thing. anymore. This is his new hand. Whereas yeah, like the, it's a whole appendage. Yeah, where it is, it's like from his forearm down, uh, and the uh, blades are coming out of his fingertips now. And there's like bone. It looks like over the f- burned flesh. Yeah. Uh, this is the Hansel and Gretel story. Do you remember telling we uh, we were talking about this? Yeah, Dylan wants uh, Heather, to his mother, to read that story to him, and she's like, it's so scary. You're not going to sleep tonight. 
and she's like, I love it. And she reads it to him. And, you know, but it ends all happily ever after with the dad snuggling their children to sleep. Dylan is so fucking weird about it. And he starts mocking the book in his little weird voice and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he starts saying like he's like, uh, what do he say? Like, it starts, but she howls and screams as she burns alive. And says, yes, the witch is dead. And the they are free. And then he's like. And then she's like, Dylan, this is too terrifying. I, you got to go to bed. And he's like, well, please finish it so I know how they get home. And she's like, no, nah, we'll finish it later. And he, like, grabs her arm. He's like, it's important. Yep. Finish it. Yep. Like, he has to know how he gets back home, which will come into play at the end. Foreshadowing. Like, damn, this kid is this kid is trying to get some hostile and Gretel closure. Also, Jesus Christ, when he dude. does his weird voice, I'm like – are you just trying to channel the kid actor that played Danny Torrance? And just <laughs> yeah. do it way worse. Oh my God, Dustin, that is spot yeah, exactly. on. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Um, I think they do a good job at this aspect with like the kid's imagination. He starts talking about like there's an old man at the end of my bed under the sheets yeah. with a claw. Yeah, the mean old man with the claws. Yep, and and being. When they started crawling under the bed, under the sheet, I was it, it took me back to being a kid. Yep. Yeah, because that's your kingdom, dude. That's your that's where you live. That's your safe space, you know? Shit, sometimes now, at my age, I'm like, oh, it's got to get underneath, man. I'm straight. Everything's good. Yeah. <laughs> like with a house to catch on fire, I would go into the covers. I wouldn't actually do that. I would leave. But still, yeah. <laughs> that's like your first thing. You're like, oh, I got to get out of here. But it's it's it's. Throughout all of this, it's led to believe that Dylan is a sleepwalker and he kind of wanders around uh, the house at night, mumbling, singing songs. And, you know, it's kind of just hinted that something's wrong. Well, he had a uh, kind of an outburst earlier in the day as Chase was leaving to go on his uh, laundry shoot. That's kind of what triggers. She ends up calling Chase to come back home. And oh, he that's when he freaks out and he's and she's he starts screaming like never sleep again, yeah. never and starts hissing at her. <laughs> and then she like hugs him <laughs> and like, dude, I don't give a fuck. Like if my kids started like hissing at me and like wide eyed saying never sleep again, I would throw that thing out the fucking window. Yeah. I'm like, you're done, dude. Like, no, Adios, motherfucker. Like, no. And you're really you're no. not going to sleep again because <laughs> <laughs> I'm a- you'll sleep for it. You'll actually sleep forever. Actually. <laughs> Uh, so after she tells the story, it kind of cuts to what Dustin was saying is uh, Chase driving home. Uh, there's only a couple things I remember about this. He's driving home, and he's, like, drinking coffee, and he's singing an R.E.M. song very poorly to himself. <laughs> yes, he is. Uh, he's, like, okay, so he's, yeah, he's that's like, me on the corner. Tri- that's me in the spot. Light. Yeah, it's like he's singing it. If I didn't have the subtitles on, I wouldn't know what. I was like, what? Song is this? This is 1994. This was when REM ruled the world. I mean, that was yeah, a great song. I'm like, not making fun of REM. I'm making fun of oh, no, this no, no, dude's no. I, dick yeah. impression of this fucking song. And meanwhile, yeah, the claws cl- uh, crawling closer to him. Well, you don't know if he's asleep because by nightmare, like Elm Street rules, you have to be full on asleep for anything to take hold. So I guess that he's kind of like waning in between sleep, you know? Because no, that happens all the is, time in these movies where they're like, oh, yeah. my, my eyes are getting heavy. And then as the yeah. viewer, we don't actually know if they're asleep 
or not. Because in their heads, there probably are still, oh, I'm still awake. But nope, your, your body has actually passed out of sleep. And even if that's what happened, that dude would die anyways in a fucking car crash. Right. right. Oh, totally. And so you see like the fucking, the, the little, uh, the little, uh, the blade come up and it doesn't go onto his leg. It doesn't go onto his tummy. It's one little claw that goes to his fucking dick, and it goes, Deek! and he goes, oh, hey, uh, well, you, itchy, itchy, itchy weenie. Well, you remember the uh, the special <laughs> effects at this part? It, the seat looks like water. When the claw comes yeah. up through it, it like it's like a water bed, ripples, yeah. yeah. And yeah. he like like a little shark to his Fantastic. penis. 1994 fabric CGI, man, it's awesome. Oh yeah, there is some horrible CGI in this movie. Terrible. I mean, that's about the time. It's cutting edge, baby. Well, he yeah, he flicks the cr- Planet Caravan video. <laughs> but the good, the, the practical special effects are good. Yeah, the practical is good. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. We'll, we'll get into that too. Yeah. So he flicks the crotch, and then he just the the claw jumps up and stabs him in the chest. Like it's like scratching oh. into his heart. Yeah, it's like well, yeah. He's Edward Scissorhanding his own his fucking <laughs> yeah. heart. And I don't feel like well, for what's happening to him, I don't feel like he's reacting as insane and as violent enough as he should be because like it's five it's well it's five claws now because it's one of the thumb which i fucking I, i'm sorry i hated thumb claw, thumb claw yeah i hated it um <laughs> so it's just it starts at it starts at like his fucking clavicle like at the top of his chest and it's just tearing him down he's still got like one hand on the wheel going like oh man oh, like there's a spider on i'm like you are being a, it's like a bear is in your car like I would be like jump. I would try to be trying to jump out of the car at this point. Like, and you're making you're making my point out. for me, my friend. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I didn't mean to step over. No, you. no, no, not like that. I'm just saying uh, why this movie sucks. Honk honk honk. honk, honk. honk. No, but yeah, it's it's just like <laughs> you should be way more upset at the murder that's happening to you right now. Well, we'll come <laughs> to the fact. Okay, so he dies, right? Spoiler: He dies. What? <laughs> oh my god. And then I can't handle this. <laughs> and then, so the cops come to uh, Heather's house, their house, and they knock on the door, and she just opens the oh, door. This is awful. This, this is the worst shit ever. She's like, "Hello, Hi. officers. How are you?" And they're like, "Hey, uh, are you Chase's so, wife?" <laughs> and she's like, "Yes." Does something happen to him? And then it turned out it was the limo driver. He was like, "I remember you. You were in that movie with the nah. guy." <laughs> <laughs> it was actually the cops, and. Heather does not give a fuck. She does. It is the worst acting I've ever seen. Because she's ha- did she wake up from a dream of this? Yeah, because she she dreamed she dreamed. That Don't you start happened. fucking making excuses? No, oh well, person. no. But still, the acting on all three parts, the two officers and her, are terrible. They're like, he's like, she's like, he's he's hurt, isn't he? And they're like, I'm a, I'm sorry, but it's far worse than that. <laughs> and she's like, he's dead, isn't he? Yes, you know. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's where I was trying to go with that. But you said it, not me. Well, even when she goes <laughs> to see the body, she's just like, "Hey, where's the body at, y'all?" And they show her. And I don't think. And then she's like, "I need to see like what happened to him." And rip. They pull the sheet up, and you see the claws. He kind of falls off the table a bit. She does the worst vomit take you could have ever seen. Wait, movie. wait. Don't they? Yes, you are correct. She about looked that. like my dad took a very tiny swig of Coca Cola and then. Sp- <coughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Like, oh, who who didn't put sugar in this sweet tea? It's <laughs> it's like as a kid when you put Nesquik in your mouth as the powder, and then you like couldn't breathe right, and then you just kind of <laughs> you blow <laughs> it out. <laughs> no, she yeah. slowly let it drip out of her mouth, but she made the sound like she's projectile vomiting. Yeah. And the guy, the uh, mortician, whatever he is, he's like, that's why we don't pull the sheet past the neck. So. There's two things. Oh, and the, oh she, he also says the, the face is still intact, so it'd be good for the funeral. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's two things I want to bring up about this whole part. Wait, wait, wait. One last time. Uh, something about Mary Connection. That is the guy. Frankenbean's yes, kid. That, it is. That is him. That's him. That guy is also Dan in the HBO Western Deadwood. Deadwood, yeah, he was in Deadwood. He was also in uh, Mandalorian. When I first saw uh, him, I thought he was Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah, he was a uh, his, his, his was Don Doherty. <laughs> yeah, Don Doherty. Wait, in Vincent D'Onofrio, the one that was in the cell. Yes, and he was in Full Metal Jacket. And he was in um, uh, Law and Order, Men in Black. Yeah, Men in Black. And he was oh, yeah. in the Punisher. <laughs> I don't know how. Well, the other thing guys. about. <laughs> The other thing about this whole um, aspect is when she walks into the morgue at first, there's just people cutting on bodies randomly around in this big room. You also, yeah, well, you also hear screaming and laughing like it's like, oh, the, there's a like woman. Like a yeah. yeah, I was looking that up. Like, like it's, it's, it's like the sanitarium, uh, like in Hellraiser 2, you know, when she, when they go into the, the thing to see the, the, to see all the patients, like the doctor, uh, uh, Dr. Chenard or whatever, uh, and like just screaming, like it sounds like a mental hospital. Yep. And the woman, and I, like, what the fuck is? I this? heard what she was saying. She says, "That it's death. Is death. Is dead. Yeah, is, is death. dead. She just keeps saying that over and over again. Yeah, they're just cutting up bodies in their open door, and just like do do do, and like she a, a a random just white woman in L.A. just walks in like. Hey, what's up? Is that my husband? Like, oh, hey, we're just cutting legs and shit all over it, here. You want like half this Subway sandwich? It's an Italian b <laughs> I don't want the rest of it. Hey, uh, yeah. Oh, okay. You just threw up Nesquik in the floor? That's cool. Oh, oh that sucks. <laughs> Will you get that up? Here's some wet wipes. Pour that in my milk, please. Yeah, just pick that up. Save Boom. it. Ne- cats outside. Next part we go to is the fucking funeral, which is... That's so good. Which is... Daniel's uh, least favorite, favorite the whole least part. the whole fucking it's a whole another level of mediocre acting, not caring that your husband's dead. Th- I've got I've got some things about this. Yeah, you go <laughs> first and foremost. They're at her husband's wedding, the funeral, funeral, the wedding. <laughs> first, please keep that <laughs> in. <laughs> All right, yeah. So they're at the funeral. Heather falls asleep. During the funeral? Because funerals can be taxing. <laughs> taxing. Don't don't give me that horse shit. Your <laughs> husband dies. Why are you falling asleep? That's why Look, Freddy Krueger loves her so much, is because she falls asleep all the time. She's a fucking uh <laughs> a narcolept. Yeah. Because John because John Sexton was behind her massaging yeah. the back of her yeah. neck. Wouldn't you fall asleep? Yep. I know I sure fucking would. So yeah, they're at the funeral. There's a whole dream sequence we'll get into. She basically falls asleep. And that's a problem with this film I also have. I feel like there's a, a bunch of points where weird things happen like this. And you can't tell, did somebody really fall asleep? Or, or is Freddy just augmenting reality as a whole at this point? 
Well, this is a whole new Freddy, according to the lore, right, Daniel? That Wes Craven's going to give us a little later. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a he's a mystical man. He's a he's a he's a he's a magical fellow. But he's a mystical the, man. The falling asleep isn't isn't what we're looking at here. We're looking at the people in the crowd and <laughs> what's going on. And who do we see in the crowd? Oh. <laughs> Uh, we see, so they're at this the funeral, and yet the sleep is okay. I'm, I'm not gonna lie, that is kind of that is dumb. Uh, so we see John Saxon, who is Nancy's you know, father, Nancy's father, and you know, I, I can go on a, a six hour tangent of how much I love John Saxon. Um, and then we see Wes Craven there, Robert England's there, um, and then Rod, who is Tina's boyfriend, yep. uh, in the original Nightmare, is there. He doesn't like he's aged. 10 minutes if he's aged 20 years yep uh and then uh uh tuesday night is there which i didn't recognize her i had to keep re- rewinding it because i guess her hair was fucking really oh. weird like how she looks no, now she's... like how she looks now she looks actually more like herself back in the day uh now than she does in this movie i thought she looked plastic surgeried up oh no no she, that's exactly what she looks like she's made out of just rubber rubber tires i like the whole coffin scene because what happens is there's a there's a whole earthquake that happens during chase's wedding and the coffin falls and dylan falls in and freddie grabs him at the end of the coffin next to chase's body is chase's body in the coffin yeah 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 it's it looks uh like heavy makeup on it and he's bleeding out of his eyes and shit Oh, I didn't even pay attention to that part. Wow. Yeah, he had like bleedy, bleedy eyes. I've, I've got a theory about this scene when you get when you get done. And I just love the part where um, Nancy goes after Dylan and slides down this like fabric slide. You know, because all coffins have this like cotton and um, it's like the faux grass, right? Yeah. No, 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 not faux grass. Because she goes into the coffin, and it's like sheets. That she slides down. It's like the it's like the cushion, it's like cushiony sheets. Yeah. As Dylan's going down, and Heather's jumping after him, you see Freddy with his new bony claw, and I, I don't know, man. I think that claw's lame. I hate it. I hate it. I hate, I hate it. it. I hate it. I hate it. I fucking hate it. I'm sorry. I hate it. God, I hate that, it. I hate the thumb blade. I hate the way it looks. <laughs> that claw. It's not. That claw is like a new metal claw. It's like nothing you really wanted. But it still has aspects of things that you like. It makes me <laughs> this Freddy. I keep saying it, but it's like I'm afraid I'm going to confuse people because in one of the other Freddies there is Super Bizarro Freddy, yeah. but this one is like the Super Shredder equivalent of Freddy Krueger. Like, yeah, he has it's it's went from like I'm the basic simple version to like I'm all, he's the Jason X of Freddy Krueger's. Well, yeah, exactly. He's Uber Jason, yep. Uber Freddy. Because they they went into his muscle structure in his um. In but his they didn't just again, they changed the colors of his costume. Now he has a trench coat and yep. and he's got like uh the greens are different, the reds are different. His hat is well, the, green now. It's like a forest green. Well, the way that he looks, uh, Wes Craven actually said this was the original. Uh, uh, what he wanted Freddy to look like, and also act so, like he wanted so him new, to be it's more. It's West Craven's new old nightmare. New old, exactly. Nightmare. Well, that's what Andy yeah, so, said earlier. This this script was supposed to be uh, Dream Warriors era. Yeah, 
the, so the thing I have to say about the coffin sequence is like, besides like, I hate the fucking glove. Uh, it looks like a discarded guar prop, but <laughs> it looks this, when I see this, it reminds me of remember in, uh, part four dream master when rick gets killed and they go to the funeral and her sister uh she becomes like the dream master or whatever and she is at the funeral and then she is asleep and she's seeing rick get up out of the, the coffin and talk to her like hey like why like i'm just joking i was all a joke to, to trick freddie and then she's like i'm not like i'm a, i'm not awake i'm asleep you're like you're dead and, she's, and he's like okay and then he goes back into the yeah. coffin it could have nothing to do with it, but I thought that was kind of like a weird thing to happen. Like she's also asleep at the funeral. Yeah. Um, that I was like, maybe that's like a little callback, or maybe that's it's a just cool a idea. Yeah. Or maybe, yeah. Or maybe it's like one of those things. It's like I love this, but I hate how it was executed. And the other maybe I'm gonna try to redeem it in this one, but yeah, it didn't work either. Yeah. So like, let me try this. Oh, fuck it. It's fine. Dylan starts saying a lot of weird shit. Right. That's. Basically, what happens after this is Dylan starts acting weird. You know, his dad's yeah, dead. He, he starts saying shit like "one, two, Freddy's coming for you." Well, that phone He's call having... does happen again, and the phone uh, licks her one time, and she. He also says, "I touched him. I touched him," and like foam starts coming out of it, and like Dylan starts foaming at the and throwing up. But the, the thing that freaks me out is I remember that seeing that when I was a kid, but rewatching it here recently, I'm like. Oh my god! It took me until like a way too long in my life that I was like, "Oh, Freddie was a child diddler," and I'm like, "I touched him." So is he touching this kid in his sleep in his dreams? What I does that mean? I don't know if he's. I don't think that. I think that. If, I think it was just because it, he crossed boundaries, and he was able to actually touch the plane because. In this movie, there's several there's several instances where Freddy is trying to come over, so he's coming at her in her dreams. He's it's like he's using uh, Dylan as a vehicle, the way that he used um, what's his face in part two to to kind of come through into the real yeah. world. Yeah, you think so? Because he's also well, yeah. Not that he wants Dylan to kill for him, but he needs. But this is a different situation because he needs to so he, come he, out, and Dylan seems to be the one that he's working through. But I think he's using Nancy also to goad her into fighting, like like fight me. I'm fucking with your kid because he has to get to Na well, Heather, whatever. Uh, <laughs> because as Wes Craven says, you're his like, or, or Bob Shea says like you're his maker, and he has to get past you yeah. because you're the you're you're the gatekeeper essentially. Yep. To this world, to the real world, you know. Um, well, that gets explained much more later. Yeah. On. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, to set up for. Well, they also talk about. Um, I don't know if this is brought up in any other plot points in any of the other movies, but Heather uh, talks about how she had a crazy person that died in a mental institution a long time ago in her family line in this yeah. film. Is that in another movie? I'm sorry. No, no, she says that in this, in her real life, she's like, whatever uh, insanity I have in my family, I'm scared that I passed it on to Dylan. This is when she's talking to John Sexton in the park, and, like, Dylan gets on top of the thing and is trying to, like, reach up and, like, falls off of the rocket they call thing. It and he the says, God, reach out to God. Reaching yep. out to God. Yeah, and he's like, he falls off, and, like, he's like, God wouldn't take me. Yep. Um, but if, and he's talking, when, when I was a kid and seeing that part, I thought he was trying to mimic Freddy. Like, he was up there, like, showing everyone, 
that like because yeah. he's just waving around one hand like it's Freddy's glove. He has his fingers out straight. Well, he actually has both I of can them. I see that. Yeah, he has them both out. I'll slash you, God. Come on. Well, I'm pretty sure Nightmare. that that might be the, some uh, part of it because pretty soon after that, Dylan tapes kitchen knives to his fingers. Yeah, and, that's uh, later slices on. Slices his yeah. mom's arm up. Heather is getting. Uh, it's. I'm pretty sure it's burnt pages of the Bible mailed to her. Yeah, yeah. It looks like Bible pages. Like I kept looking at it and like pausing it, and it looks. It, it's. It's all just Bible pages. It looks like someone's taking like a fucking, like a cigarette and just like written letters into it the pages are all fucking burnt and then yeah, like, the ends the ends her. all sides of the page is burnt but then there's a letter burnt in each page and you see that she has a drawer especially for it because there's like t- 20 other pages in there with different letters yeah yeah and it ends up spelling never sleep again right yeah uh, uh no it says answer the phone oh no yeah it does but yeah. no and but that's d- when the phone dylan rings is d- like, dylan is walking a r- pacing around he has it spelled out. Says answer the phone. He's and he's, and he's saying never sleep again. Never, never sleep, sleep again, again. Never sleep again. Yeah, yeah I and mean, that's where we get the knife, Freddy glove that you were talking about. Well, it um, wasn't a, fr- a glove. It was Dylan. Oh yeah, he just taped the he, shit around. Yeah, his... he he found like some masking tape and taped knives to. His I face. used to do that. I did too. I used to do that when I was a kid. I would get buttered the the big the big heavy silver butter knives my parents <laughs> would have, and then my parents would come home and I'm trying to rip these fuckers off my hands. When my dad comes in, he's like, "What the fuck are you even doing?" Like, I, I had a back scratch and I don't have a back scratcher. So Someone tried to break this. in. I've got I got four pounds of uh, fucking some kind of metal wrapped around my fingers, Dad. Oh, look at me. <laughs> I hope you aren't masturbating with those on, son. <laughs> Well, it's my thing. Leave me alone. I'm a child. It's 1994, for God's sake. Um, so the big next plot's point is Dylan goes to the hospital because he's not sleeping. He's acting crazy. Uh, Heather's cra- uh, crazy worried about him. <laughs> and they basically just strap him in for a hell of a ride because they're like trying to figure out what's wrong with him, but also trying to figure out why Nancy... AKA Heather is being so fucking wild about her kid. Nobody understands Freddie is alive and well, right? Well, but, well, it's skirt. It's skirting the whole thing of like child abuse, right? right. Child the neglect. doctor is like talking about, it, and then they notice that she has cuts on her arms, and Nancy is the one who's like, they're like, how'd you get those? I fell during the earthquake, and they're like, what earthquake? And she's like, it happened right here. You could have felt it, and they're all looking at each other like. This bitch crazy. Around this time, they go to the hospital, and then Heather goes and visits Wes Craven, the creator of Freddy Krueger. And this is where the movie really jumps the shark. It takes a turn for the the acting is so much better. He's got the longest pool that has ever been made in your life. It's like the. The, the pool out front of the White House or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, are you swimming this thing? His, off, his cadence, even when he's at the beginning of the movie about like, oh my God, someone gets some help. It's like, he's just perfectly pleasant. It's like, yeah. he's delivering a, pu- like he reminds me of me being in a public speaking class. Yep. Hey, hi. You know? Yeah. It like, it, it, don't get me wrong. Like, I love Wes Craven. I, I, I'm so upset that he's gone. And I think he's a fantastic director yeah. and a writer, and everything he does, I love. Even if I'll talk shit about it, yeah, we all still love of course. it. It doesn't matter. Like, of course. Like, he's of course. a legend. But he's walking around his own house. He'll leave you Craven for some more West Craven movies. Got his, Sorry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
He has like his shirt tucked in, like shoes on. Who walks around your own house fucking their shirt tucked in? You're like, oh, hello, how are you doing? My he father. Has, like, people are coming over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Besides Wes Craven and Dustin's father. <laughs> Terry Craven. I mean, ter- sorry. Terry, ter- Terry Craven. <laughs> Dustin Craven. So this is where, also where he explains and ruins Freddy in the meta for me. I don't know how you feel, Andy. So I'm going to break this down pretty, pretty, and I'm going to tell you what it reminds me of. So basically, Wes explains to Heather that Freddy is an ancient evil, and he's trapped in these movies. And now that the movies are over, that evil is free. And the only thing that, like, it likes... In this realm, is the slaughter the slaughtering of innocence? Slaughter of innocence, and Heather has become the gatekeeper because of the power that she gave to the character of Nancy. What the fuck are we on right now? He took yeah, he went off on this shit so hard. Like once he realized, like oh my god, the possibility of giving one powers to their own dreams. This is limitless. That's what I feel like. And it went from being a horror movie to a fantasy, just a straight-up fantasy film. Well, well, you can kind of see the Dream Warriors aspect in that, though, a little bit. Yes, but how he delivered it, it was, like, very anticlimactic, and you're like, I don't remember that as a kid. I don't think I've seen this movie since I was 13, so 20 years ago. And I have a funny story about that later, but... um. I mm. remember really liking this movie, but I, I this and I was hoping to come into this to be like after Daniel. Well, when Daniel picked it, I thought he liked the movie. I didn't realize that he had already he's seen it in theaters and didn't like it and still held that stance. So I was hoping Which to be I like will, the one that I'll comes back and is like. <laughs> I mean, I still do. I mean, I like the movie in a sense, but it is not. I when I like I'm saying when I was a kid I thought whoa this is such a crazy idea this is real they're, they're making the concept real you know uh, with the real actors and get them going by the real names and like that's really Bob Shea he's really alive wait a minute this could be happening in my is this a documentary <laughs> <laughs> wait a minute am I in this? did I just I'm read this movie yeah <laughs> I can and never sleep again yeah no but. Andy, it's it tell seems me. like it's, uh, dude. I wish I could tell. You. Okay, so I get it. I, I like the I like the the hard turn into what it is, and I understand like where he's coming from. Like, you know, storytellers capture uh, capture uh, this, and they put it in a story, and it stays in there. That sounds really good. Uh, I mean, theoretically, yeah. But, but you know what it sounds like, man. It it sounds crazy. It also sounds like. Freddy Krueger is some kind of a gin. No, it's yeah, yeah. Like well, that. I was gonna say he sounds like Pennywise. He sounds like exactly. It. He's an ancient yeah. evil. He takes forms. He talks about him taking forms, and he just likes the form of Freddy Krueger. And he got trapped in the films. That's like it's just this ancient evil. Yeah, it's just horseshit plot point. I don't like it. Bullshit. It's awful. It's not innovative. I'm gonna get hard on it. I'm sorry. Uh, well. Uh, maybe not nice. this early part. 
Stay with us, listeners. Yeah, it's yeah. going to get night. real good. Man. Daniel's the wet dream master. <laughs> and and it, it becomes like the thing. And <laughs> Yeah, the wet dream. It becomes yeah, a thing dream. where... <laughs> Wait, what'd you say? I said Daniel's the wet dream master. It took us a second, then Andy left, and then you were like, yeah, wet dream master. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said something <laughs> <laughs> I'm the wet or dream. No, you're like yeah, wet dream. <laughs> it's okay. And then Wes is Wes is like eventually says Nancy, just think about it. You gotta, you just gotta think if you want to play Nancy one last time to defeat Ed, uh, Freddy. I almost said Eddie. Freddy. Is that the scene where she's like? Okay, I will, and it cuts to the script being written as she sang yeah, it, and, and then it says yeah, fade to, on the screen, and then it says fade to black, and the screen actually fades to black. Yep, because it says and fades to black, and then Metallica starts playing fade to black. <laughs> yep, and it's uh, I just so I also had this thing is so is Freddie creating all these these earthquakes? That's what we talked about earlier. I f- I feel like it's I don't know if he actually is, but I feel like it's supposed to be some sort of like symbolism for because Dylan keeps saying like he keeps trying to come up. Yep. Like but at the bed, you know, obviously out of his bed because he's dreaming and shit like that, but he keeps trying like he's trying to come up and then earthquake earthquakes keep getting earthquakes. talked about like earthquakes. <laughs> earthquakes keep just coming up. Tasty tasty earthquakes. It said like when Heather goes to the hospital and she has the the cuts and stuff like that, she's like it happened tonight in the earthquake and she's like we didn't get one over here. Yeah, yeah. And she's so it's like, well, maybe oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. Like maybe it is a situation where like Freddie is coming up. Um, and you'll you'll see why, you know, later, I guess. Well, he pops out but he pops out of the closet. It makes sense and doesn't make sense. Like it's it's this movie is crazy suspension of disbelief. You pretty much just have to watch this movie loving these films. Right. That's it. Yeah. Freddie pops out of a closet and says, Miss me at one point. Rantle, Miss me. He wrestles Nancy, Hello, a.k.a. Nancy. Heather. Miss me. He calls her Nancy. Yeah, and cuts her and leaves. And then Heather heads to the hospital to find her babysitter, Julie, checking on Dylan. And which, this is a point where I was like, okay, is this, is this a Freddie stem? Is she... Freddie in a disguise because she's like, yeah, I had a dream about Dylan and I decided to come to the hospital. Which you actually come to find out that she's actually a stand-up human being and trying to look out for Dylan. Yeah. Did you notice that when she was going down the hallway to see uh, Dylan, the nurse stops her and says, hey, you can't get out here. You need a pass. And she goes, screw your pass. Which is what she said in the first movie. I was like, oh, that's fucking cool. Heather's laying in the hospital room. She's watching Dylan, and she falls asleep. She wakes up, and Dylan pries up this oxygen tent, and he starts throwing up. Yeah, he starts saying, like, he starts saying, almost there, Heather, almost there, in, like, Freddie's voice, and starts puking. And that's what you guys were talking about earlier, is when the doctor's like, I'm going to cut this evil out of him. Yeah, she raises her hand, and it's uh, Freddie's glove. The new glove. Yeah, it's her her forearm is Freddie's new forearm. Yep. Cut this evil out of him. It's time to cut this evil out of him. But which you find out and- that Heather has been asleep the whole time, and that... The doctor's like, Julie's with him in another room, and Heather goes after to find him. 
And at this point, you can look in Heather's hair, and she's got the, oh, the, the gray, white streaks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where she got at the end of uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. The original, yeah. So the nurses try to put Dylan to sleep with some medicine. Yeah, you know, I hate these, late, especially that one nurse. Yep. So much. So she goes, she's like, all right, so it's just the babysitter with Dylan, and except there's two nurses in there. One's like kind of holding Dylan's arm. The other one, the asshole one, is like filling up this syringe full of stuff, and the babysitter's like, you can't give that to him. I'm not giving you permission. He don't have permission from his mother. And she's like, we can do whatever we want. And then she looks over at the other nurse, and the, it cuts to that nurse just immediately injecting him with the same stuff. Yep. But the babysitter is badass all of a sudden and right hooks this nurse and knocks her out fucking yep. cold, hard. Punches this asshole in the yep. face. It's awful. Now, this nurse reminds me of, what's her fucking name from One Flew Over the, the Cuckoo's, cuckoo's nest. nest? Yeah. Oh, Nurse Ratchet? Yeah. Ratchet yeah. ass. <laughs> yeah, she punches the nurse, and then the other girl... Picks up a syringe and so does Julie, and they're like, and Julie's like, I kn- I know what's in that one, but do you know what's in this syringe? Because I will stab you with it. <laughs> it's that the nurse is like, and ah, she runs and off. Yeah. Her with the needle. Dylan is gonna go to sleep now because Dylan has been stabbed with the needle. He goes to sleep. Yeah, he starts. He he starts to fall asleep, and then Julie's there trying to keep him awake. And Freddy comes, and you see Freddy. Yeah, you see, man, it's the coolest thing ever because Julie's like oh, shaking Dylan to wake up, and you see him like kind of nodding off, and all of a sudden, you just see Freddy Krueger, who's pretty much like he's taking on this creep. I call I call him like Creeper Freddy, like a Nosferatu type situation. Like he's got like the cloak and like the hat, and he just comes up from behind her like a fucking Phantom Creeper. And it's almost black light he, too, like black light. Freddy. Yeah. And he's like Julie behind you, and she looks behind her, and she's like, "There's nothing there," but he's still coming up because like Dylan's halfway asleep, and he's working through Dylan, and then blam, like Freddie shoves his fucking globe like right through her fucking back and has her in the air, and Dylan's screaming. This next scene with Julie is a total ripoff of the first film with Tina. Oh yeah, yeah, it's it's a supposed to be no it's why would you do that why would you not make something more original happen in a film where you're trying to like re then why do you do all the other things we talked about there are things like i can't remember you dragging a a person across the ceiling is very specific well didn't they do that i can't remember it's coming up soon where nightmare on elm street's on tv and tina is looking at the screen and saying heather dylan Right? Oh, yeah, well, that was, yeah, that comes up a lot in the film. But it just, I don't know, it, you could you could choose a different death for her. I liked it just because it was a throwback to the first one, obviously. Like, it wasn't as bloody as Tina's death. Uh, and it didn't have Rod just randomly sitting in the corner going, Tina, Tina, Tina. But, <laughs> His name can't you know, fit on my drawing. Man, I had a boner like two minutes ago, and this is a shame. Uh, but, like... It just shows him like screaming, and he's like, "Ever play skin the cat?" And he doesn't skin her; he just breaks her neck. And I'm like, "That's kind of lame." Like he doesn't skin her at all. Yeah, that you're right. But I did. It's I do love any kind of cheesy Freddy line, even though this one did not pay. Oh off yeah, with what he was doing. Have you ever played skin the cat? And he like does the wave with his fingers, and they make mm. that. Sh- 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 
<laughs> Shuckadee. And then we move on. Now, uh, isn't uh, Heather at home? Heather goes home, yes, and she actually, um, she's talking to John Saxon there. Yeah, she she's she's like, hey, meet me at my house. Dylan's, he's walking home, like, help me, and he's like, because Freddie's after him, and that sounds crazy. And John Saxon's like, yeah, that's fucking crazy. So John Saxon meets her at her house. And this is the part when things start to get real weird. You get to, like, listen for it in the movie. Otherwise, you won't catch it. Because she's talking to him, and they're casually talking. And he's like, no, he's it's fine. Like, all this stuff. And then you hear, like, John Saxon be like, what's going on? You know, like, like, what's going on, Nancy? And you don't catch it because he's still like wearing like his clothes and it's like whatever and they're still in her house yep. and then he she says something about fred krueger and then he does the same thing that he did in part one he goes yeah sure yep and then they walk outside and they both start to he, call each other by the wrong name or no he starts calling he's like what's going on nancy he's like he's like wait a minute why do you keep calling me nancy john and he's like why do you keep calling me john and then he steps a fur- bit further, and he is dressed like he is in, in the movies. Yep. And you see the police car behind him, right? And she says something about Fred Krueger, and she's like, "He says Fred Krueger is dead. He's been dead." Don't you start losing it like your mother? And did. eventually, she says, "You're right, Daddy." And this whole time, you see like Freddy upstairs in Dylan's bed, trying to come up through the sheet, the big rubber sheet that was like in the first one. And he's trying to pop through to this world, pretty much. And then she says... And when the classic music starts playing, too. Yeah. And after she calls him... (laughs) After she says, I love you too, Daddy. Pretty much it makes it real. Like, it solidifies the story and that she's taken the bait, essentially. And now Freddie can come through because now she is Nancy Thompson. She's Nancy and she's back. And the house is even 1428 Elm Street. And everything. So she goes And the in. first movie's on the TV inside, right? Exactly. Yep. And I love this scene when he comes up out of the bed because you just see him walking with the shadow. And it's the Nosferatu, the shadow on the wall with the hand yep. out and everything, just kind of like lurking. Man, it's fucking cool. That dude. is cool. She There's um in the house, though, as she's going through, she finds like this uh, back to the Hansel and Gretel thing. She finds sleeping pills... And, like they're breadcrumbs. Yeah, like breadcrumbs. And she starts, and she realizes eventually that these D- are to get her into Dylan's realm to get Dylan because Dylan is in the dream realm at this point, right? Yeah, and she is taking these, and they're just like capsules. Which I don't know if you've ever taken a capsule. You need like half a cup of water to get a capsule <laughs> down. She just takes one and then just swallows it down with like. A little bit of spit. You don't know how much Wet partying she did in the 80s, Andy. You let her I be. I mean, it's true. Yeah, I'm leaving her alone. But I'm just saying, like, these are the fastest acting sleeping pills oh, yeah, I've yeah, ever yeah. seen in my whole <laughs> fucking life, dude. Well, it's like she takes them, and you don't really have a separation between when she falls asleep. Yeah, when she falls asleep. Because she just starts. She takes the sleeping pills. She crawls right under the sheet, and she just starts sliding into a water slide. Yeah, it's all the way down into this huge, like, shit slide, like, in the Goonies. Yep. <laughs> huge, big, fucking this shit It's like slide. in a weird furnace sewer. Well, it, it yeah. looks like a, she pops out of a Freddy mouth and what looks like a, into a Freddy hell below, right? 
Yeah, it looks like the, the super there's, coolest water park that should be. There's even a, a pterodactyl flying, which is probably a demon. Oh, my God. I'm <laughs> there's a pterodactyl. I'm glad you caught that. Yeah. <laughs> I should call Andy. I wrote that down. <laughs> Sorry. Excuse me. I wrote that down. I was like, is that a fucking pterodactyl? Like, they didn't even try to make it look like a demon. It just looks like a pterodactyl flying through hell. It's <laughs> just like, call, call. Yeah, yeah. So she she lands and this is she falls into water which looks like the middle of the set from the beginning of the film, right? Like the whole the set yeah. at the beginning and her dream is a reality. It's like these weird columns and water. It's like water, goddamn everywhere. Water like and fire co- everywhere. Somehow. Yeah, water and fire <laughs> and snakes living where snakes shouldn't live. And there's like it, it looks like it's like based off of like original sin. Like you have like lust and despair and 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 uh, uh like gluttony and shit written everywhere so like seven deadly sins but then you have just like weird eels and snakes oh yeah it looks like yep. a weird greek uh it looks like a bizarre greek uh catholic hell i don't yeah, know it's it is, is bizarre and randomly in the middle of this greek catholic hell is a book that's just flapping in the wind and it's basically the script, right? Uh, she finds yeah. the script in the middle of this hell. Well, that comes at the end after they after they dispatch. Well, it kind of explains the moment she sees it. Um, oh no! Wait, yeah, she does. Never mind. Sorry. And then, um, then Freddie comes out and they start fighting, and he throws her into a giant jar of eels. He like throws her like, into that big uh, terracotta pot and it just breaks it, open. There's like, eels inside of it. There's like eels and snakes like in a jar. Yeah. Like that that can't happen. This this shit also reminds me of uh, Midian from. Uh, I was going to say that scene in Nightbreed yep. when there's like feeding the blood. Yep. I, was, I was getting ready to fucking say that. That's like thing. where they keep the berserkers. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. exactly. There goes the neighborhood. They basically there fight. Goes the she shoves it. She actually picks up an, <laughs> one of those eels and shoves it in Freddy's eye, like a knife. Yeah, yeah. Like it's fucking <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And they fight. They fight. And well, then, even I, Dylan jumps in and stabs Freddy at one point. Sorry, Dustin. What he does just... do that, and I'm sure this is jumping, but there is a point where Freddy slams Nancy's head down in it, and he says, "My one of my favorite lines in the movie." He says. Pick out a pet for the rug rat, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but my, my thing is like, what if she'd been like, oh, okay. And then just be like, be like, let me just grab one. And like, just started to pick one. I'm like, yeah, this is, is this, the, is this a good lamprey I can give my child? <laughs> Does anyone ever call Freddy a bitch back in any of these? I mean, he is a bitch. I mean, probably in Freddy versus Jason, that fucking silent, uh, that, that fucking stoner dude maybe said something. Oh shit, you bitch! <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so they're like fighting. They're getting like good, like uh, like a good Nancy, Freddy, like the end of part one fight going on. Like they're, they're like, it looks like Freddy's pulling his punches, you know, because it's whatever. But it's, it's still cool to see them fight. You're like, that's rad. Yeah, it was cool. And there, he uh, Dylan comes up and stabs him, and uh, then he runs into the oven. Which is where you go when you're in danger. I don't know about you, but anything Especially happens if you've been in my house. Reading Hansel and Gretel. Well, also is Fre- in the oven. Freddy dude. is afraid of fire, and uh, to a, to yeah. a degree. Why does his hell have fire and water everywhere? 
Well, I mean, I'm sorry. That only, it on only comes up in Freddy versus Jason because, you know, Jason's scared of water. Freddy's scared of fire. Spoiler fucking alert, Ooh. dude. Wait, we'll get to it. We'll get to that one. You know, also, I read in uh, Robert's documentary <laughs> um, <laughs> that... Docu-bookery. Docu-bookery. <laughs> that one of the worst parts of him uh, re- filming any of the nightmare was all the fire that he had to be around with his uh, prosthetics on. He said it was absolute hell. It's probably fucking flammable and also hot as shit. Exactly, yeah. So Dylan's in the furnace, right? Yeah. And uh, And, and Freddy's like stretching his arm in there like some some uh, Beetlejuice shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he gets like, yeah, Reed Richards fucking Beetlejuice (laughs) arm. And Heather's... Mm -hmm. Yeah, and Heather's trying to get to him, and she's walking up the goopy stairs, also from part Dude, one. Dude, I love those goopy him. stairs. They're yeah, those used to scare me when I was a kid. When I was a kid, when I first saw that, I was like, this sucks. I, I'm glad I don't have stairs in my house, because this is a nightmare. Because <laughs> all like, stairs oh. turn into gooey stairs. At some point, at 2 o'clock in the morning, they all turn to fucking goop. So, this is my favorite part. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is my favorite part. So, like, he grabs Dylan with, like, his stretchy arm. Oh, and he makes his mouth really big. Yeah. But he goes, like, he goes, gonna eat you up. And, like, his mouth, like, opens. And it's a practical head effect. And you see it just going, like, wah. And then the tongue just goes. (laughs) (laughs) It starts to make that noise. But even whenever he says, I'm gonna lick you up, he's, like, licking his lips. I'm gonna eat you He's like putting Dylan in his head, and it, it's a fucking full-on prosthetic Freddy, big, too big. They head. stole that part for the taking of Deborah, whatever that. Movie. Oh yeah, Deborah <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and then yeah, so but Nancy stabs Freddy, but Freddy's long tongue, like in the dick it, or the side yeah. of the dick, but his yeah. tongue comes out and wraps around bitch. her head. It does say yeah, time. Uh, dream and then, style. and then Dylan stabs the tongue. And then it retracts. Yeah. And then they lock then they, they lock him in the oven after that, yeah. And burn him, right? Do they burn him? Yeah, and it catches on fire and he turns into a giant gloopy metal uh melty devil man. Yep. <laughs> and then blows up. Everything blows up. Everything they jump into the pool of water and they're back into the bed and then they find the script of West the of New Nightmare written by Late great Wes Craven. Yep. And oh, welcome to my she starts to bitch. read the script to Dylan. Which is the, the whole start of the story. We we open up on a on a workbench and there's a man where the clutter of claws, and then we get the credits and bam, new nightmare, motherfucker. New- Best movie you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> no questions. <laughs> All right, Dustin. Opinions, yeah. please. I have to go first. Oh well, like what I kind of said earlier, I'm gonna. As a kid, I thought this movie was insane because I hadn't seen all of the all of night all of the the franchise just yet. I'd only seen bits and pieces, and I only got to see this one because we had like uh, Direct TV and we had free IFC, and that movie was on there. Ooh, IFC. Ooh, la la. Ooh. No joke, it was like nonstop preview of stars and it would always be gremlins. And then I would sneak around and try to watch Wes Craven's New Nightmare. But um what more do you need in your life? But and I got a funny story I wanna tell uh 
I'll wait for everybody to give Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about the but, anecdotes. Uh, no, uh, so, yes, I, I loved it as a kid, almost 20 years later, re-watching it. The acting is awful. Uh, it's laughable. This is more of a spoofy, spoofier thing than I remember. And that, like we've already talked about, that big plot twist, it's it makes me cringe. It makes me like close my eyes and shake my head, like no, no, why? But I still like Freddy Krueger. I still, I'm not gonna say don't watch this movie because <laughs> it's just a. It's it might be they they just all get really silly, but this one. I remembered it being more serious. I thought Freddy, the look of Freddy was super cool. I did think, like, damn, this is Terminator Freddy. This one's out to kill. He's a machine. But it's no, it's no different. He's got a new look, and everything is just cheesy. It's just in a different decade now. So, uh, yeah, I would watch it if you want to see another silly Nightmare on Elm Street movie. But... I don't know. I'm 50-50 with it. Love it or hate it. Andy? Oh, man. Okay, so... Okay, so famously people know that I like movies that most people don't like. Uh, I think that's the quality that me and you share, Daniel. Yeah. Uh, we're just like, like, this is shit. I fucking love it. Not that I actually think it's like cinematic genius, but it's just fucking fun. This, unfortunately, isn't one of those movies. Um, now... Is it fun? Yeah, it's great because it is in the Nightmare series, and I love Wes Craven, but then you have to go into, like, well, do you love everything he does? Fuck no. Do you like Scream 4? I think Scream 4 is garbage. <laughs> and, like, I think that movie sucks all the things, but that doesn't really matter. That doesn't take diminish my uh, respect of him as a director. Now, sorry, to get back on the subject of this movie, um, I like this movie for what it is for what it for what it was trying to do at the time period um i think it was for for 1994 this seemed this seemed fairly clever for what was going on in the time period not that it wasn't breaking down walls and it wasn't like splitting the atom but i think for the time i think it was kind of cool I, I think it's a huge segue from the series and that it, it is very jarring if you if you're like what the fuck is this but honestly after like the last after uh dream child freddy's dead like those two movies which i, I like those well i like dream child a lot more than I like freddy's dead i actually don't like freddy's dead at all uh but for this to be like the, the next one it's it's a weird kind of segue i do like it's like the people that are uh they're playing their own parts and stuff like that. And it is, you know, this whole Hollywood situation. I think it's fun. I think that a lot of people do love it. I like it. I have more nostalgia for it. Uh, uh, just because of the time and place that I was when I watched it. It's like, I was telling you that weird story earlier about like how I remember watching it at like a tattoo convention on like monster vision yep. when I was younger. It's one of the, it's one of the movies that I remember from watching uh, Monster Vision in the '90s, um, but I think it's fine. I don't. It's God. It's not the strongest, but I think if you want to just get it in there, I think it's fine. But I think that the the story in and of itself is. I hate to say keep saying the word clever because it's. I mean, 
not so much now, but I think for the time period, I guess it was, you know, but um, I think it's fine. Watch this movie at least one time. I always say give movies one watch. Yeah, of course. I mean, shit. I watched, I watched things once and it sucks. I wish I had that moment. I wish I had that two hours of my life back, but you know, it's fine. It's cool. It's cool to see. If you want to see Freddy Krueger in leather pants, a sexy Krueger. Trench coat. Uh, <laughs> yeah. With, with too many claws on his hands. Uh, I think uh, you should one watch too this. Many. One, one too, too many, many. Uh, claws on his hands. Also, one more fun. There's like a bunch of weird facts I found out about this movie. Well, because like Miko Hughes, the son, his dad was trying to get him to like emote actual feelings. So in the, the the scene in the hospital after Julie gets killed, he wanted like a really good emotion. So he told Miko that his mom had just died and then they filmed his reaction. And then the dad was like, ah, just playing. Let's go get McDonald's. And so I'm like, damn, damn. that's fucked up, dude. That's fucked up. Okay. So you please go. Yeah, the, the the bringer of this. What do you think? I have to hear. I picked this film. I wanted to revisit it. <laughs> I wanted to revisit it because I watched it in the theater as a kid, and I thought it was extremely boring as a child. Um, and I also understand that this film is probably the point where we all were old enough to kind of like experience Freddy in more of a front and center way, um, going to the movies and stuff to see it. Instead this of your, this was your first time seeing a Freddy movie in theaters. I mean, probably yeah. Can you can you can Andy? Did you see Freddy's uh, unfortunately, Dead? I ne- Did you? I, I, unfortunately, I never saw a nightmare movie in theaters. I almost went and saw Freddy's Dead. Well, when I was in middle school, uh, but I I didn't get a chance to go off that night. I begged my parents to let me see Freddy vs. Jason in theaters because that was the only one I was even close to being old enough to seeing in theaters. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was six years old when New Nightmare came out. This is uh, definitely the first Freddy film that I saw in the theaters, which... And it's the first one, like I said, that I feel like people were like old enough to, in our generation. Oh, wait, that's a lie. I did see that uh, Nightmare on Elm Street remake. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Boy, I did too. And I walked out of the theater. I wish I could bore my brains out. Yeah, yeah I, saw it, uh, I saw it twice. One, The second time I saw it with you, Daniel. Oh, God. And we went to Applebee's afterwards. And I had a blue moon for the first time. <laughs> I had 19 blue moons to wipe away the memory. Um, there were some corny J- uh, Freddy lines and I like. Uh, he, this girl's walking around in blood, and he says, "How about this for a wet dream, huh? How's this for a oh, how's this for, for a wet dream?" Um, I understand why people like this film. It's nostalgic, in the way that uh, Space Jam is nostalgic. Space Jam. That movie sucks so bad. Space Jam is a garbage can commercial, but people still like to watch it because it reminds them of something. This film is not well done. It is a terrible attempt at reinventing the franchise. Yeah, something? reinventing a franchise into more of a psychological uh, rompous ride, and it bites off of other horror plots. And it's just uh, stale to me. It didn't. I don't know about you guys, but I felt bored 
watching this fucking movie. It's it's not a definitive nightmare movie. Like it feels like it's pulling more from like classic Universal shit. Like it feels like it's pulling off of like Dracula and like weird shit like that and like some sort of a demon possession thing. And you because you're you're locked in for a nightmare right movie and you're like okay i've showed up for this this is what's going to happen next like don't fall asleep no matter what you do like this is the whole thing and then all this random shit starts happening but it's also like all the 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 regular regular recipe is sprinkled in there you're like what am i supposed to believe like what works in here but generic um regular recipe stuff yeah like that's part of the reason why i don't like the whole um hospital death scene with julie is because okay i've seen that before one thing that i loved about the the nightmare series is how innovative the deaths were like you remember the roach motel crunch oh boy do i i love that one yeah check in but you can't check out roach motel amazing yeah um even the Far shitty forth, things where he did the uh, Freddy video game, as as shitty as people hated <laughs> that. I love that great graphics. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Power glove. He's eating chips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's it's it's a it's a meme of himself. But that's what you you went there to see innovative kills. I don't want to see them regurgitating shit from the first movie because they can't think of anything more creative. You know, and that was my problem with the film. Like, I know he's trying to reinvent and trying to recapture it for himself, but I just didn't care. No, I mean, I, I see that. Now that you say that, I, I, I do agree with you with that. Uh, it, it could have been... I, I think in those movies, though, not to defend that at all, Not I, I do agree with you, but I think in those other movies, the kills were more grandiose because they were taking place in a non-reality world. Like, it was taking place in a dream world. So you could have, like... Breck and Meyer getting killed in a video game by a giant thing of his dad and near the power <laughs> yeah. glove and the thing with the dude with the ear and his yeah. like his fucking uh, uh, his hearing aid turned into a giant fucking face hugger on his ear and sound killed him and shit like that so it could take place in such a fantastic world where you didn't really have the dream world to kind of rely on it so he had to work through the real world that's the only defense I'll give. But I do agree with you on on all of that. That yeah, it should have been like way more original, um, a lot more bigger in a scope. Um, I think for a for a movie that takes place in the world like this, it could have been a lot more visceral too. Like it could have been a lot more like yeah. gory. I mean, like because a lot of the deaths in the original ones were like silly. Not to say that there wasn't a lot of gore, because actually there wasn't a whole lot of gore. But you know. The the acts of violence were there, but the gore wasn't there necessarily, right? Yeah, it wasn't a splatter fest. Yeah, not always. Um, but yeah, so yeah, it's watch the film. I'm not a fan of it. I'll never watch it again after this. Like I said, I watched. I wanted to watch this because of the biography of Robert Englund, which is a great book, Monster of Hollywood. Go go check it out. We should have just done Dream Child. Yeah, well, we could do Dream Child. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll, I fucking love that movie. Um, but yeah, it's this movie is not great, and Wes Craven's career after this is not great to me. And we can do any of those terrible movies, and it'll be wonderful. I have a couple I- of things to say real quick. Please do, my friend. All right. One is this funny little story, and y'all can cut this out if you want. It's not. 
the greatest story, but I told you about it earlier. I remember right after I saw this movie for the first time, I don't even think I'd seen it all the way yet, but I was, uh, uh, used, like when I was younger, I, my sporting activity was swimming and I was at the swim meet and I was hanging out with what? these two other dudes on the team. Uh, the guy that was my age, he had seen new nightmare also. And we're talking about our favorite parts of the movie. It's like, yeah, this rules. And I remember specifically talking about, uh, Dylan being on top of the playground with waving his hand in the air, then taped on knives. Then uh, Freddie later on doing the pick out the pet for the Rugrat and the tongue thing when they stab the tongue. And we're saying all this in front of the 11 year old. And eventually, uh, like th- at some point that weekend, that they were both my friends, and uh, the younger dude stayed the night at my house. And we're like, everyone in the house is asleep. And he woke me up at like, I don't know, midnight, 1 a.m., and he's. Like, I need to go home. I need my dad to come get me. And his dad came and picked him up, and it was because he was so scared from what we were talking about of Wes Craven's new nightmare. He had to Dude, go home. what the fuck? Yeah. I was that like, awesome. are you kidding me? It like, All right, so that's that little story, and now I have the taglines if you want to hear that. Oh, tagline. Tag, tag, tag. So the first, I'm just going to read these in order. The first one, it looks like it's German. <laughs> I mean, the rest of them are in English, but the first one's oh. German. It says, Das ist mal nutzt es nichts, when du walk bleibst. Which you means, have a translation? Oh. Which means, this time, staying awake won't save you. Won't save you. Okay, here we go. Okay. Oh, oh, that's interesting, because that's that whole point I was saying is like, is he augmenting reality? It doesn't even have to be a dream anymore. A sleep the, dream. Yeah, it's like Lawnmower Man, the, but not really. These get really, really weird. I'm going to try to read y'all. So far, you just doing that accent is my favorite. All right. <laughs> yeah. From the creator of A Nightmare on Elm Street. And then <laughs> the third one, Miss Me. Fourth one is, This time the terror doesn't stop at the screen. On October 14th, Narrow. Oh, God damn it. On. <laughs> On October 14th, but. terror no longer stops at the screen. One, two, Freddy's coming for you. And finally, he's back, and he's scarier than any witch. <laughs> what the- wait, wait. I wonder if that... I wonder if that came what? because uh, Hocus Pocus was released around the same time. Yeah, like, why is that Hocus Pocus was a 94 film, right? I have no idea. I hope so. You never sleep again. (laughs) Oh, oh, USA original script title, A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 7, The Ascension, also known as A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 7, The Real Story, and then finally, A Nightmare on Elm Street Part 7, Freddy's Finale. Who the fuck ascended? Ascension? Why does everybody go with Ascension? Yeah, is he ascending to? Wasn't that like a? Wasn't that like the one of the crows was named Ascension? Yeah. Like, what? Where did he ascend Maybe, to? He, it's not like he died and became he, a fucking saint. He did ascend out of the bed for a so, uh, moment. The 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 great coming the, the come up. <laughs> Freddy's come up. Seven. The come up. Freddy's come up. Oh. Freddy's big break. <laughs> Freddy's big day, big day out. It's like, like baby's day out for Freddy's. <laughs> oh day my out. god! So even the fucking IMDb uh, premise for this movie kind of answers some things. I oh, mean, we've it? already addressed. A demonic force has chosen Freddy Krueger as his portal to the real world. Can Heather Legan can't play the part of Nancy one last time and trap the evil trying to enter our world? 
a demon in hell watched Nightmare on M Street and was like, holy shit, that's fucking bad. I'm gonna come into, I'm gonna take over Earth Dude. through this fictional character. He's like calling his friends. He's like, Steve, fictional, Steve, fictional. I'm asleep. Fictional. I gotta work in the more. Wait, wait. It, Come in here and look at this dude on TV. Is this going to be what's his name from Your Pretty Face Goes to Hell? Or is it going to hell? Yeah, it, exactly. Yeah. It's going to be the, 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 the fictional demon who's like, that could be me. Right. Now's my time. I'm breaking out of here, man. All right, everybody. Let's do this right now, spontaneously. Favorite nightmare movie. Go, Andy. Dream Master. Dream Warriors. <laughs> Damn, y'all are quick. Nah, I, I I love the I love OG. I dream. I do love Dream Warriors, and I would probably pick. I do like Freddy versus Jason. What? Freddy vs. Jason is good. People give shit to that movie. I like it. It's fun, dude. That movie. I mean, Brian it's got used, a lot Brian of. Don't get me wrong. Like, it's got a lot of problems. Oh boy. It's not that damn bad, and it's got it's got classic best of Freddy. All oh, that's it's it's good. It's arguably the goriest uh oh boy is it of any Fr- yeah. friday the 13th or nightmare on elm street so it's up there for me uh really love that movie i love th- besides the friday remake i love the uh poster art for the first movie the most and that i love dream warriors yeah dream warriors rule man in my dreams i'm hot and bad <laughs> yep. One, two, Freddy's coming for you! <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah! I touched him. <laughs> I touched him. <laughs> hey guys, thanks a lot for listening to another episode of Video Dread. We super appreciate it. If you would like to support us more, please rate, give us a five star review or a one star review, whatever. Write something down on the comments and the podcasts app that you are listening to us through. Also, follow us on Twitter. We are at Video Dread Pod. On Instagram, we are at Video Dread Podcast. And we are about to get a slasher account if you are on Slasher. It's kind of a new app. It's kind of a par social media app. Uh, look for us out there on uh, there. Thanks for the support. Fiends. <laughs> <laughs>